Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. So my message is entitled Total Victory. How many believe that God has given you total victory? Hallelujah. First John chapter 5, and we want to read verse 1 together. 1, 2, 3, 4. Ready, go. It says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begot loveth him also, that is begotten of him. Let's read verse 2. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcometh. Let's read verse 4 again. This is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith amen let's read first john chapter 4 first john chapter 4 and verse number 4 or we'll read from verse 1 so that we um, understand it better whosoever believeth that jesus is the christ is born of god and everyone that also is beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. First John 4, verse 2. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God and this is that spirit of antichrist whereof you have heard that it should come and even now is already in the world ye are of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. Let's turn to, let's read verse 4 again. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Alright? Now let us read uh, Revelations chapter 12. Our subject is Total victory. Total victory. Revelations chapter 12, verse 1, verse 10. And I heard a voice, a loud voice in heaven saying, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. 
For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Hallelujah. Verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Amen. Amen. Let's read verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. I see God giving you victory. Now, people do not understand that what you say gives you victory or injures the devil. Amen. How many have been hurt by things that have been said to you or about you? The devil is also hurt when we confess that we are blessed. Hallelujah. The devil is affected when we say that we shall live and not die. It really pains him. Hallelujah. Because words have the power to hurt. I've been hurt. Whenever anybody who says I've been hurt, I'm hurt, or he's offended, or she's offended. It's usually not that somebody took a knife and cut you, but somebody did what? Said something. It's time to begin to say big things that Satan will be very hurt about. We we will wound him severely by the things that we say. That's why the Bible says they overcame him by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. And so that's why God wants you to say the right things, positive things. You may see one ten thousand people dying, but you are expected to say, I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And that's why Satan tries to prevent you from learning the songs in the church. Because the singing of the songs is one of the key ways by which we say positive things. Because, let's be honest, I mean, when you are just normally living your life, you don't just get up and start saying things. Usually, it's associated with mad people. How many agree with what I'm saying? I mean, just saying things. You know, you see somebody walking and talking he said either it's like he's, he looks like he's very disturbed about something or he's suffering from some emotional problem or some mental problem you get it so culturally and socially it's not so easy to make certain statements but it is easier 100 times easier to sing when the Lord brought us back and restored our freedom we felt so good we felt so strong at first we thought we were dreaming dreaming how we laughed how we sang we were overflowing then we heard then we heard the people saying look what the lord has done the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy, with joy, with joy. 
Now when you say the Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy, even though it doesn't look as though great things have been done, when you put two and two together, it looks as though great things have not been done. You are singing your faith. I say you are singing your faith. You are declaring that the Lord has done great. And because you confess that the Lord has done great things for, for you, Romans 8.28 is beginning to be employed on your behalf. I said 8.28 is employed on your behalf. That all things, including the bad things which are around you, are forced to be redirected to work together for your good. So, it is important for us to learn the songs, to sing the songs, to speak the words. Satan is very, very offended and hurt, deeply wounded by our positive confessions. Hallelujah. So that is what it means that we've overcome the devil by the word of his testimony. Hallelujah. Now, turn with me to Acts chapter 3. I'm talking about total victory and today I'm just giving an introduction. I said I'm giving an introduction to a very important series that I believe the Lord wants you to have. It says, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful. Oh man. I see God putting you in a beautiful place. I said I see God putting you in a beautiful place. God is the creator of beautiful things. And I see him surrounding you with great things. And he says he was laid at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. And Peter fastening his eyes looked upon him with John and said look on us. And he gave heed unto them expecting to receive something of them. You see the man wasn't expecting anything. His head was bent down. But from today, begin to lift up your head in expectation. I said, begin to lift up your head in expectation of something good that God is releasing in your life. And that's why he said, look on us. Because the man has asked an arms, has asked arms for many, for many people. People don't mind him. You know, how many have had somebody begging you, you didn't mind him? I mean, raise up your hand. Let's be honest Christians. I mean, they came to you, they begged, and he said, oh, you know, no, don't mind these people. They make 100,000 a day. We know them. Huh? They are not beggars. Huh? They work at TUC. They work here. They work here. They are, you know, the blind man is not blind. The leper is not a leper. The disease is not a disease. And this is what this guy was experiencing. Everybody was part. You see those guys who try and fill potholes, and they'll be stopping you to, you know, we beg you, and then we'll just signal them. I did go come. I did go come. <laughs> so this man had experienced disappointment. Perhaps you have experienced disappointment many times in your life. But thank God for the day when the right person comes into your life to lift up your situation. And so he said, lift up your head. The beginning of your breakthrough is the lifting of your head to expect a good thing. Let me tell you something. Yesterday I was watching a documentary. They were trying to save somebody who was... Uh, about to kill himself 
and they were filming how they, they, they were talking. The guy had climbed to the top of a, of a roof and very, very high building. And he was, he was, he was standing there like that. He was standing. And there, there was a guy standing behind trying to talk to him, you know, trying to talk to him. And as I look, I said, this man, he wants to jump. And he was, he was there. He was there. Then at that point, he sat down on the thing. So just, he just has to push himself and he'll be over. And as I look, I, I realized that the man was sick. He was sick. You see, psychologically, when you are down, it can even kill you. And that is why God wants us to be lifted up rather than depressed. You see, it's better to be joyful than to be sad. It is better to be joy- it is better to be joyful and happy than to be sad and depressed. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. People don't understand what that means. Joyful people are strong people. Depressed people are weak people. That is why depression can make somebody kill himself. And that is, that's one of the, that is one of the things that happen when you come to church and you are lifted up. You are encouraged. People don't know. People who think that, you know, everything is okay and so on. Everything is okay. But we need to be encouraged and to look up to see that it is well. God can do something. And that's why they said to the man, look on us. Look on us. Look on us. Let us not allow the feelings of sadness and the feelings of nothing can ever work. You see, because many things that have not worked for a long time, as the word of the Lord comes out, you will begin to work. Amen. I said they will begin to work. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. So he said to the man, look on us. Not that he had any... You see, you would even say that it's wrong to tell somebody to look at you as a human being. It's wrong. But you see, the first step to even receiving is to come out of the depression that makes you want to kill yourself. Because when you want to kill yourself, people who want to kill themselves, people who want to be down and depressed and sad, you can't even reach them. Maybe you've got a job, the person is depressed. He wants to kill you, but you've got a job for him. But he's so depressed that he's going away from the church. You've got a job for him next week. He's so depressed that he's moving away from where there will be help. He's so sad that he's moving away from the fellowship of the people, very people, who are going to be a blessing to him. What he thought, the woman who thought she would never get married, she's so depressed that she's walking away from her fellowship and from her friends and from where help will come. Because she says, I've been in the church 1,000 years. No help has come. So a depressed person wants to go away. But God is telling you today, lift up your head because your salvation is at the door how many know that sometimes it takes a long time but just in time the lord will appear so this man was sitting in a beautiful place and he had a problem amen and peter fastening his eyes looked on him and said look on us and he gave a heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. But Peter answered, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name, I said, in that name, in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ. I see God giving somebody miraculous, supernatural healing power. In the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk now in our study of total victory why are we looking at this 
man lying by the temple gate. Because this is often how our lives are. We are in a beautiful place or in a good situation where everything should have been very good. And not only that, but many things are okay. The man's heart was working. The man's lungs were working. His kidneys were working. His mind was working. That's why he was brought there. His hands were working. Everything was working, but he had a problem in his ankles. He was lame in his feet. Is that not what it says? He was lame. Lame from his mother's womb. You see, sometimes if you have a problem in one area, even sometimes a very small area, and it is, it is, it, it, it is big enough in that small area, it can affect everything. That even though you are in a nice, you see, the man was late, the gate he was laying, but they could have taken him to the other gates, but they brought him to the beautiful gate. So he was in a beautiful situation. Nice looking marriage or nice marriage. Nice family. Nice church. Beautiful church. Beautiful situation. But a problem in one area has such an effect that it can, it, you won't even see the beauty around you. You won't even see the nice things that are around you. Because a problem in one small part can change everything in every part. And today God is saying, I'm going to give you total victory. Not victory here left with that small thing. Because that small thing or that little thing can make a big difference in your life. Are you listening to me today? And so, God in his power is going to heal the leprosy of Naaman. Naaman was a leper. He was great. He was big time. He was big time. He was commander. What's the commander of our army called? Is it obeying or somebody like that? He was big time. If you are commander of a whole army, you are big time. He was big time. I tell you. He was everything. He was nice. He was married. He had servants. He had a good job. He, had, he, could, he, he could retire for the rest of his life. Everything was good. He was married. But, the Bible said, but. But, there was that thing. He was a leper. Today, God is healing every leprosy that is trying to become a bat in your life. It's like, this is good, this is good, this is good, this is good. But, but, God is healing all the bats in your life. Look up for your redemption is right here. It's beautiful. How many know that sometimes people look out and they say, it looks good. It's beautiful. At the beautiful gates. Beautiful gates. In church, where else would you want to be? Everything is working. But there's a problem down there. And it's strong enough to begin to affect. This man, his business was affected. His marriage will be affected. Not many people would like to marry a cripple. I've seen it before. I've seen people marry a cripple, but not... His marriage was, his choices were affected. His ability to travel was affected. Everything was affected. Even his attending church, people's attitude to him was affected by a small problem down there. So when God says to you today that he is going to give you total victory, brother and sister, I think you must understand that it's a total something that you need 
to have total domination over the devil and demons and the world. And that is why I love that scripture. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. This is the victory that overcometh even our faith. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Now, Satan is an intelligent being. I'm going to show you the intelligence of Satan for which God has given you a superior intelligence. Demons are not robots. They think. They analyze. Satan's attacks on our lives are strategic, well-planned, well-thought-out, and often long-term. Satan's most of his strong tricks are not short-term. They are dangerous, long-term. You do this, do this, do this. You never see what is happening till it's fully manifested. You, 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 you'll be so surprised. And so during this very important series, we are going to be looking at uh, that. Am I looking at the right time? What time do we end this service? Real time. So we've got some time. Oh, because I was about to end. We've got time. All right. That's good. Amen. Are you ready for total victory? Are you ready for total victory? Hallelujah. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Are you with me? Let's read verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. What does it say? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, another word you could use for wiles is intelligence. That you may be able to stand against the intelligence of demons intelligence you see the word wiles is not a word you use if you are if you are chatting with somebody you wouldn't say i like your wiles you know or you wouldn't say you know oh this guy he has a lot of wiles so when you use such words you often can't relate with exactly what god is trying to say do you understand what i'm saying but the word intelligence how many can relate with that you say this guy is intelligent. This lady, she's very intelligent. I like that brother. He's very intelligent. Or say, that guy is very intelligent. You get it? So you can understand it. So when, that's why I want us to use the word intelligence instead of the word wiles. Because it's, it's something that we don't really use. It sounds like willy, you know, but it's, 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 it, it means so many things. So put on the whole armor of God so that we can fight the intelligence of demons now notice for total victory step number one is you need the whole armor for total victory you need the whole armor for total victory amen because like the man by the uh, what's the place by the temple right but like the man by the temple you get it he this man by the temple 
he had everything was going well for him except in one area it was his heart was working how many agree that his heart was working his lungs were working his mind was working when they said to him look on us and we, we said his eye he had eyes they were working he said look on us." he could hear his ears were hearing were hearing his his mind was receptive everything was going except down in his ankles today god is healing every small problem that has a big effect in your life i said god is healing a small problem that have a, a big effect in your life he's giving you total victory over the enemy and for total victory you need a whole armor approach because when you look at it you realize that if i'm able to cover here 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 and i don't cover some parts i'm going to be in trouble that is why the armor of those days there were times that you see that they when the romans are coming from here they could have shields from here to there and they just they just go behind like that and they had ones for the top so they have a whole plate in front and then they have a whole plate at the top so they go the whole line right walking straight into the enemy i see god giving you total victory by his total armor amen now if you take part and you leave part satan will use that small part to destroy you now this is our greatest problem you know i want to say that if satan is intelligent god has given us super intelligence let us be wiser than the devil from today now which part of the armor let me let me just explain this naturally when you look at the armor it says put on a shield of faith a a, a belt of truth breastplate of righteousness etc what i want to say is that every christian born into this world has some parts of your armor naturally on naturally they are on and some naturally are off so it is those little parts which are naturally off or usually off that you need to concentrate more on i'll explain to you some people get hurt deeply and easily and they never forgive and they never forget Although they say they've forgiven and they forgot, but they never forgive. Some people don't have a problem with it. When you hurt them, it's like water that passes over them. It, it doesn't stay. It just doesn't stay. It just doesn't go down deep. It has no effect. Some people from their childhood didn't tell lies. My mother told me that we shouldn't tell lies. And she told me that my, my father didn't tell lies. So I shouldn't tell lies. No, from a little child, I have not told lies. I find it difficult to tell lies. That's, that's me. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I, I've never had a problem per se with telling lies. It's something, if I say, I'm likely to call you back and say that, you know, this is what? I can't, it's, it's something that is not naturally, not something that is with me. I'll tell you the truth and you just know everything. So that's, that's it. Amen. Amen. Naturally, are you listening to me? There are certain areas which are not a problem for you. But you will notice as you go through the total picture that this area, that area, 
all this is okay this area is, is uh, when i put two and two together i realized that I, I need to work on that particular area so you need to and you see it takes honesty again that is one of the things to be able to really look and say you know all that you are saying is true and all that has been said is true this is the problem or i have a problem with abc so that you work on that area of your life when you do that you will be that is why sometimes if i see a fault with somebody i don't say it if if you are married you have a fault with somebody or sometimes many people young people get married you know they want to change everything about the person so, i don't like the way you do this okay i want you to do this okay change this change the way you the way you cook the way you lie the way you sleep the way you have sex the way you behave your attitude your days every day they are trying to make changes people don't change like that <laughs> those who are older in mind there's no change really and if there'll be a change sometimes something makes that change happen and usually people can only change one thing at a time one thing at a time so for instance if i if i see a pastor who has got a problem i may not say it till i but if i come back maybe i look at pastor austin and say i've got seven things that i'm not happy about with him so when i call and say this 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 no it won't even change and it's like you can't receive all those you can't solve so many problems at the same time sometimes if you have a medical problem and you, you go to the hospital they'll say that look if we tamper with this thing it's going to affect this so we are going to do only this later on you come back and we do if you've got a, a, a problem with your tooth a problem with your heart a problem with your lungs and a problem with your blood pressure and if you are trying to solve all these as they are operating on your tooth your heart may decide to stop because they've started giving you some treatment which doesn't like toothache it's possible so one at a time god wants us to put on the armor piece by piece and not leave any and starting where starting with wherever there needs to be for you amen some of us we need to be healed of lies amen now total victory will come by total putting on of the armor amen so let's look at verse 12 for we wrestle not against flesh and blood amen but against principalities and against powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places wherefore verse 13 take unto you again you notice the what the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand hallelujah hallelujah today god is teaching us to pick out one by one whichever area of your life needs to be sorted out some people have a problem with immorality you need to solve it because it's solvable i said it's what is it solvable is it possible to stop fornicating it is possible it may not look easy 
But it's possible. Amen. I know people who have stopped. I know people who have been able to stop. One day, I was with some pastors. I was with a pastor friend, and some people were passing by. In fact, let me not even tell you that story. Let, let, let me show you something. You see, it's possible. If you see some of the people who are serving the Lord in some of our churches all over, and you know where they came from before they came to be pastors and men of God today, they will be amazed at what the Lord can do. It's possible. I said, it's possible. Every problem can be solved. I said, every problem can be solved. Whether it is financial, it can be solved. Marital, it can be solved. Academic, it can be solved. Sin, it can be solved. It is solvable. Receive it today. I say, it is solvable. How many are glad that it is solvable? What it is is that there is a part of the armor that is off. All you need to do is to put on that just that part. And the problem in that area will stop. And for some of us, it's just a, look, if can you imagine you have got everything, sword, everything, but just here. It's big gap. And Satan sees the gaps. He sees the gaps. And he comes straight. I was one casting out a demon from a certain lady. And I said, how did you come in? The demon said the belt of truth was loose. I mean, I will never... That is what made me believe in this efficient... I thought it was poetry. I mean, you read the Bible, you think it's poetry. How many have read the Bible, you thought it was poetry? When the demon said, we were casting out the demons for some hours. And several things. And when the spirit said, the belt of truth was loose or off. I said, man, just that opens a big gap for entry into your life. And Satan is not worried about you coming to church today. He knows you've got more years. And that, that means he has more time to work on you. If he can get certain things there for some time, he'll give you some time, he'll take you out. He's not concerned about today. That is why I said that we are, we are fighting demon intelligence, but God is giving us a superior intelligence over every demonic activity. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me today? And so God is going to give us total victory by putting on the whole armor to fight. And we are going to do it piece by piece. Whether it is this, or there are some people, they are very righteous, they are very good. But the gospel of salvation is not there. That opens up a whole lot of things to Satan for a whole chapter can start in that area alone you are good at everything except witnessing I know somebody who was good at everything very good scriptures everything except witnessing oh man the, the, the next time I saw him, because that thing was not there I don't want to describe the situation that I saw him in it was bad I said it was too bad because one area was not good today God is healing every ankle every lameness every aspect and he's expecting you now to put on the part that needs to put, be put on so that he can bring you into victory. Pastors, you also have parts of your armor. I have parts of my armor. I find God always working on different aspects in my life. 
oh yes i find god is always working on me today he'll be talking and he always talks about different things oh <laughs> how many know that god is working on you god is working on the pastors oh yeah god is working on me all the time there was a time i i, I just wanted to 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 win every soul in the world I used to measure my obedience by how many souls I've won and how many souls I'm winning. Then as I grew, the Lord showed me that it, it, it wasn't a matter of how many souls I've won or how many whatever, but it was as to whether I was obedient to him. Because I look through and you realize that there are times that God is doing healing. Everything he's doing is healing. Another time, everything he's doing is prophetic. Another time, everything is all, all people are teachers. Another time, the main thing is evangelism. So I asked the Lord, is it evangelism which is the main thing? Or is it church planting? Or is it healing ministry? Or is it prophetic ministry? Or what aspect is it? And the Lord said, the only thing that is right is what I have asked you to do at that time. That is what is important. Whether God asked me to save one soul or 10,000 souls, what I'm doing that is right at that time is what i will be rewarded for and not what i've made up my mind so now i'm not after thousand souls i'm after his will and that's a conversion for me it's like i've been converted i've been converted from trying to do so many things because i look especially when i saw the death of archbishop idahosa and I, I i went to nigeria and i realized there were so many people there not saved still after such a great man has been alive and has lived and i realized that when i'm also gone there will be more sinners in the system than when I came. So why am I killing myself to do something that God has not even asked me to do? I must concentrate on doing what he wants me to do. God is always working on us. Piece by piece, he will put on. Piece by piece, he will put on. Piece by piece, he will put on. Some of you, you are good, you are holy, you are moral, you are righteous. You don't do bad, you don't lie, you don't this, you don't this, you don't, you don't do all those except one area. And that is your feet which is the gospel you don't preach you don't get involved in the work of god you just watch us when you come to like i'm acting a play and i'm acting a drama so he's there what did he say today okay i heard it was, it was very good it wasn't so good today it was average you are you are sitting down giving marks assessing looking at a drama one day you will find out that because you left that side just your feet exposed it will affect you but from today god is repairing all those things Amen. hallelujah father we thank you in the name of jesus for your word today we thank you that we can put on the whole armor the whole armor for total victory over demonic intelligence and over every work of the enemy help us lord to repair every stage of our lives in jesus name amen shall we stand to our feet for a moment please Shall we pray? As every head is bowed, every eye closed for a moment, please. Can we have quiet, please? No movement. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus, and you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to God from today. If you are here like that, Pastor, please pray with me. I want you to lift up your right hand, and I'm going to pray a special prayer with you. Lift up your right hand. Pastor, pray with me. I want to, God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. God bless you. Lift it up high. I want to be born again. I don't even understand it. Pray with me. Lift up that hand. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted up your hand, I want you to come. Do one more thing. Come 
to me where I am in the front here. And I'm going to pray with you specially. And your life will never be the same. Amen. Come all the way to the front. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Come right here. God bless you. God bless you. Put your hands together for them. Encourage them as they come to the Lord. Amen. 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 So many people have been saved this early morning. Amen. God bless you, Mama. God bless you. Thank God for salvation. Thank God for salvation. It, you, you must be born again. Unless you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.